for now. So what'd you guys think? Okay, so am I the only one who ships Kelly and Lainey? Ship? It was a road trip, Fiona. Yeah, a road trip of love. Also of monsters. <sighs> Poor Tom. Wait, who's Tom? Honestly, I'm not sure. All right, so whose story is next? Okay, so... Deep within the recesses of the human mind dwells... Denied! It's time for kittens! It's Halloween night and magic is in the air. The night is lively with children running through the streets in search of delicious treats. But while the excitement is outside, there's only boredom from inside of the cozy witch's home. Watching from the window, there are three siblings, a trio of kittens. Uh, and would you guys like to introduce your cats? Yes. Everyone at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brutus. I'm kind of shy and... I throw up on the carpet sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm blue. I'm a tabby. And uh, I'm really energetic and really protective. Don't mess with my friends. I'll mess you up. And uh, I have a little uh, knit, uh, like, knight's helmet made out of little blue yarn. Aww. <laughs> This game is too cute. Why did I pick this? I don't want to play it. I just want to, like, imagine your cats. Aww. I am Hera. I I am a calico. Um, I'm very outgoing. And uh, I also throw up on the carpet sometimes. Um, And I I also like to sneak some catnip for my friends. So I like that you're all from the same litter, but it's very clear that Hera and um, Brutus are definitely the twins of the group. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine that they basically look the same. (laughs) Maybe like opposites almost. And they have similar personalities too. No, they have opposite personalities. Okay, but they, at least they let both like to, to puke on the carpet. Uh, that's not personality. That's a personality, right? <laughs> that's a personality, right? It's, it's paraphrasing it a personality. When you're in college. <laughs> <laughs> so these kittens are unfortunately home on the most special of nights, Halloween. Their special witch owner and their familiar mom, Boudica, have taken to the nearby forest to conduct their own spells for the night and have left the kittens to their own devices. Uh, so what have you guys been doing so far this night? Zoom! Zooming all the places. Entertaining myself. <laughs> yeah, um, so what Hera was doing, um, she basically kept the witch in until really like the last possible second of sitting in her lap and cuddling up and just, just generally being very cute. And, um, but now I think what she's doing is she's, um, practicing pouncing on, on her sibling, on her sibling Brutus. Oh, (laughs) I've, I've been looking out the window at all the kids going by in their costumes, 
but ducking away when it's too scary. And now I'm getting tackled by my sister. It, it's just for play. I I I know. Yeah, that's it's okay. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm like lightly batting at you. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she um yeah she like tackles and like you know bats back um without claws of oh, course. Yeah. But it, it's just for fun. It's just for play. Uh, blue zooms right by. You guys stay in one place too long. Hey hey, wait for me. Darts back the other way. <laughs> And now I think Hera is chasing uh, Blue. <laughs> this is the riveting content. Yes. People come to We're just going to roleplay kittens playing with each other for an hour and a half. Perfect. <laughs> in, 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 in our first episode of Firelight, we had a, like a seven minute conversation about how many people you could fit into a book. <laughs> Quality <laughs> content. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you talk about uh, at summer camp? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so as you guys are playing, the night continues on, and um, Brutus, you happen to peek out the window again, and you notice that there seems to be fewer children, and that seems weird, because you are aware that it's, like, peak trick-or-treat time right now. Hey, 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 B- Blue, uh, Hera, there's, there should be more kids out, right? What, are you sure? I mean, no, but I feel like... With all the fuss Bomb was making about tonight, that there would be more, more, more people outside. Maybe they all looked in the window and got scared of how ferocious I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they, maybe they're just not here yet. Maybe they're just slow. Maybe, but there was, there was a lot of kids for a while when I was looking outside and then got tackled, and. Now there's not so many. There's maybe one or two going by. Only one or two. Yeah, that's not a lot at all. Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to see everyone's costumes. So as you guys are looking out the window trying to, to see if maybe they're hiding from you, this is some sort of, you know, weird human game they're playing with you. Um, you do not see more children um, appear. You do not see any hiding. But you do notice that there's a house down the street that seems to be... Um, it's got this, like, warm glow coming from it, almost like there's a, um, like a fireplace lit inside of it. But something seems inherently magical about it. Um, it, it's not just like any of the other houses that, you know, sometimes have fireplaces lit and have this, like, warm, cozy glow, or even, like, the glow that usually comes from your own house. Uh, something seems to be, like, really intense happening at this one house. Um, so, uh, Hera goes up to the window and, like, presses her, her little paws against it and, uh, looks through and is like, Oh, do you see that? Do you think that they have do you think that they have good candy for all the kids there? I hope so. All the all the houses should have the best candy for the kids. Yeah, they should. But I hope it's not too good cuz I want them to come here too. Hmm. I, I don't know. They, it seems kind of scary. Well, it's Halloween. Isn't it supposed to be scary? That's what I thought. It 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 seems extra scary and I, I don't know if I like it. And as you guys are, are debating about, you know, whether or not this house is probably, you know, good or bad or whatever, uh, you you do see a, a pair of kids walk up to this house, and you notice something a little strange. You know that kids usually aren't supposed to go inside for trick-or-treating. 
And while you don't see who opens the door to this house, you do see these two children go inside. Hmm. Well, those kids clearly live there. Or maybe there's some some <laughs> cider, but I I hope I do hope that they come here soon. I I I wanted to see them. I wanted to see all the kids. Maybe they could have seen me pounce. <laughs> Well, let's sit here for another two hours and see if they come out. I'm already bored. Zooms. <laughs> wait, wait, wait for me. Brutus, come on. We got a Zoom. Oh, okay. Zoom. <laughs> uh, so I assume that they wear themselves out by Zooming. Right. No, Blue, Blue does a lap and then goes back to the window to like check to see if the kids have come back out. Um, and though you have not been watching the entire time, you get the very strong feeling that they have not. And you notice that the glow coming from the house is even brighter. I think there's something wrong with that house. Something wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> Seems like the plot is happening there. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Plot or zoomies? <laughs> Zooms. <laughs> the uh, ultimate cat conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to filter all of my thought processes through the mind of a kitten, and that is a very, very thick filter. <laughs> right. No, you guys are doing good. <laughs> so, uh, blue, blue is gonna say, um, "Well, if the if the kids can't get out of there, what what do we do?" Because if they don't leave there, they can't come over here. What? They're not going to come over here? Well, if they don't leave that house, they can't come over here. Oh, no. We, we got we to gotta go go see them. Maybe we can rub on their ankles or something, and then they'll want to come over here, and we can sit on their lap. I don't know. I don't know if Mom would want us to leave the house. But, like, but if the kids are in trouble and they can't come here for trick-or-treating, then wouldn't she want us to help them? I think she would. Someone's got to protect them. Yeah. Oh, well, if if you two are if you two want to try and help them, then I'll help you too. Yeah, zoom. <laughs> maybe maybe we can be friends with them. I th I think mom would like that. Yeah, I want new friends. I don't know about new friends, but they shouldn't be being kept away from all the other houses with the good treats. Oh, I, I, I think new friends. I, I think that that would be good. So what do we do? So united in your goal to go help whatever is happening over there, uh, you guys have decided that you need to break out of the house. And we are going to start our first challenge. Oh, nice. Um, so I am laying down two cards. Are aces high or low? Aces are high. Aces count as 15. Ooh. I asked that for no particular reason. <laughs> so you know that the easiest way to get out of the house and how you've seen your owner and your mom leave this house is to go through the front door. That sounds fake. <laughs> right. However, you guys are kittens, so that obstacle is very difficult. Um, so in order to get out of the house... You're going to need to work together and, and buckle down and find some grit to find a way to open this door. Um, you have two cards to beat. So your your first card is the Queen of uh, Clubs or Toe Beans. And your second card is the Seven of Hearts or um, Purrs. 
Okay. Mm. I I can beat the uh I can beat the the hearts so I can beat the purrs with an ace of hearts. I can beat the toe beans with a king. Nice. Of two beans. I can encourage my <laughs> siblings to do their very best. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. Um so, yeah, you guys are able to figure out how to open the door. Do we describe it or do you describe it? Yes. Um, so, oh, geez, what are your names again? <laughs> Hera, I want you to describe how you used your purrs to help uh, facilitate in opening this door. And then, Blue, I'd like you to uh, describe how you have uh, used your dexterity in order to, to get the door opened. Okay, I have an idea for this, Fiona. If you if you had something for there that might lead to how you did your purrs. Yeah, that, that's good because I I really have no idea how she's okay. going to purr her way out of this okay. one. Yeah, yeah, I, I I figured that would be a challenge, but I I have something in in mind. So um yeah, blue is going full zoomy parkour mode, and is going off of. Uh, a nearby chair to like the windowsill to leap and grab the doorknob enough to turn it and uh, unlock, like, you know, not unlock, but, you know, turn the knob to disengage the door, which opens slightly. Um, but it needs, uh, it needs jostled open um, in only a way that a cat rubbing on something can. Yeah. Um, Hera can very happily rub on stuff. She's like, well, I can I can practice for the kids, and uh, she uh, rubbing on the door, kind of like weaving in and out, gets it open just enough. Um, so yeah, by working together, you guys are able to push the door open. So you have now have access to the outside of this uh, magical Halloween night. Okay, and uh, yeah, we did it. We, come on, come on, Brutus. Uh, I'm I'm coming. You guys did so good. Yeah, we also had you to help support us. Well, we should, we should get over there to see what's what's going on. Yeah, Let, let's go. Let's go see where all the kids went. Yeah, let's go zoom. So you guys uh, begin your long, perilous uh, trip down the down the street. Um, this is really your first time, like out in the wild, so to say. They look both ways for cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and as you're walking, you, you, you pass by various children, um, but again, it seems like there are a lot fewer than there, there ought to be right now, and, um... Hera meows at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> they are all very excited and trying to pet you. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, Blue, like, run, runs up to them and, like, kind of does the same, but when they go to pet pet him he like zooms away and then like gets like eight feet away and turns and stops and looks and like is trying to get them to to chase him no touch <laughs> only pet <laughs> <laughs> only pet no pets only pets <laughs> uh yeah uh brutus is just has people are going up to the siblings kind of like finding like bushes and stuff to kind of go hide in oh Wow, Brutus! Everyone, everyone here is so nice. Yeah, everyone likes to play. Uh, I, I, they, they seem nice, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, what's wrong yeah. with these two cats that they're constantly vomiting? <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, 
So Hera goes up and like kind of sticks her her little head in the bush her little butt and tail is sticking out. It looks really cute. Um, and uh, she's like blue starts playing with your tail. Yeah, she's like flicking it around <laughs> like she doesn't even notice. Um, so she's uh-huh. like, come, come on, Brutus, it's uh, it's just across the street. All the ki- all the kids can give you some pets. Pets are pets are the best. Mm, I'm, I'm still worried whether Mom would want us out here or not. But we need to go. We need to go save those kids. Yeah, and then, and then we can tell her all about our adventures. So I uh, hop out of the bush and kind of look across the street real quick to make sure nothing's coming, and just zoom across. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> blue, the blue immediately darts, uh, following uh, Brutus and pounces. Wait, wait, wait for me! And uh, and Hera pounces on top of <laughs> uh, Blue. <laughs> you are now a pile of kittens, and I am a very happy d- GM right now. <laughs> Hera, hmm. I was pouncing on Brutus. You can't pounce on me. That's not fair. Yeah, uh, we were pouncing. We have to. We have to practice pouncing. And then she uh, gets off and hacks with a hairball because this is a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Chelsea Rexinger, and I hope you're enjoying this episode of Fables Around the Table Firelight. In a departure from the typical spooky, scary stories for this season, I've brought to you a story played in a game called Kitten Witches, part of an anthology of games called Two Women, Twelve Games. Kitten Witches uses a deck of cards instead of dice in order to overcome conflict, with each of the suits corresponding to a different kitten quality. This cute, whimsical game was written by Steffi Devon, and you can find her on Twitter at 100ThingsILove. And you can get yourself a copy of Two Women, Twelve Games to play Kitten Witches and 11 other wonderful games at angryhamsterpublishing.com. As mentioned, I'm Chelsea Rexinger, a previous cast member and host of Fables Around the Table. I played Gail Rookwood on Curse, and I was the mall rat on Tainted Love, and I'm so happy to come back and share another story with you for Firelight. When not recording for the podcast, I've been contributing the art assets for the podcast as well. If you're so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at clrex4. Outside of Project Derailed, I am co-owner of a small candle shop called Plot Kindling Candles with the goal of turning characters into soy wax candles. This month, we released Tybalt, our tiefling candle who smells of toasty cedar wood and smoky campfires. It's the perfect choice to light when you're telling your own spooky stories. Check out Tybalt and the rest of our cast of characters on Etsy at etsy.com shop slash plot kindling candles. Fiona L.F. Kelly returns for her third season of Fables Around the Table. She was the chronicler on Curse and played Gosvintha on Tainted Love. If Dungeons & Dragons is more your style, she also performed on Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e actual play podcast where she plays Ravnus, a Ginthyanki pirate. The podcast uses the Spelljammer setting, so if you love space and excellent stories, this is the podcast for you. If you're looking for a podcast that isn't actual play, she also gives the hottest takes on Big Streaming Pile, a podcast about terrible movies on streaming services. She and her partner Tom Goldthwaite dive deep into the true secrets of these movies. Episodes release every other Friday, and you can follow the podcast at Big Streaming Pile on Twitter. Nick Yaroseva returns to Fables Around the Table, Firelight. He played Virgil Brookwood on Curse, and is back to share his own story. If you'd like to hear more from Nick, he's also the DM on Tales of the Voidfarer. It's his hard work that really brings the podcast to life. You can find Tales of the Voidfarer wherever you get your podcasts on the first and third Tuesdays of every month, and follow the podcast on social media at VoidFarerPod. If you'd like to keep tabs on Nick himself, you can find him on Twitter at Nick underscore Yurseva. 
And finally, Cliff B. Wilfong joins us for his very first season of Tables Around the Table. Cliff is a musician contributing to a number of projects. One of them is 2D6, a nerdcore rap duo with Tales of the Voidfarer's Luckbeak. You can find them on social media at 2D6. Cliff also has his own solo project by the name of The Comic Sads, which you can also find at The Comic Sads on all socials. If you're not so musically inclined, Cliff also runs a Twitter account called Just Evil DM Things, where he throws out ideas that you can use to torment your own players during your next game session. And if all that isn't enough, stay tuned for Cliff's actual plague podcast, Travels, Trials, and Taverns, a D&D 5e story with an infusion of meme culture. Once again, I'd like to thank you all for joining us for Fables Around the Table Firelight. Due to the nature of these quick one-shots, we don't have a lot of time to cover how wonderful and cool all of these games that we're playing are. If you'd like more information, head over to projectderailed.com, where you can find the list of games and authors of all of our fables, as well as other nerdy content. You can also stay up to date on everything fables, such as release dates and scenes from the episodes, by following us on social media at Fables Tables Pod on Twitter and Fables Around the Table on Instagram and Facebook. Now, let's get back to more adorable kitten adventures. Um, so after your quick little play, <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys um, approach the the house, the the, the glowing house, um, and you guys feel this like really creepy energy coming off, and you are definitely sure there's some kind of weird magic happening here. Um, and as you approach, you notice that there are three cats sitting on the stairs. Oh, hi there. Uh, they, they look at you, but don't say anything. Uh, there are three cats. On the top step, there is a, a fat calico. He, they, they are a chonky boy. Uh, (laughs) and she is wearing a red collar. Um, on the middle step, there is a tortoiseshell cat. Um, and she is wearing a black collar. And on the bottom step, there is a uh, black cat with uh, white spots, or with uh, like a white, um, is that like a tuxedo? Is that yeah. what they call that coat? Yeah, like a tuxedo cat. A mistophiles, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and on the bottom step, there is a black tuxedo cat who is wearing a green collar. And they kind of look at you. And there's something kind of not menacing per se, but it looks like they're ready to like tease you. These are my new best friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, I, I like all your collars. They all look so nice on you. Uh, the the fat cat at the top um, reveals a toothy smile, and she says, "Why, thank you, young one. You're very welcome." Hey, why why do the kids come here? And then not come back out. Why, it's Halloween. It's what the children are supposed to do. Yeah, but they're not going into anywhere else. Do you have apple cider in there? <laughs> <laughs> apple cider? Well, I'm not so sure. Well, we, we wanted the kids to visit our house, too. Yeah. Um, the cat swishes uh, her tail. Well, there's nothing magical about your home, is there? I don't know. I think it's pretty magical. We we have we have we have we have some cute kittens, which are us, and I think that that's magical. There's the thing on the ceiling that spins around on its own. I don't know how that works well, out. I, I don't like that one. I I don't like that. 
Um, Brutus, as your siblings are talking to uh, the the cats, you you look up at the windows in this place, and you notice like a bright flash coming from inside, and you're just kind of fill, filled with this dread. You're not exactly sure why, but you get the feeling of whatever happened was not very good. What what was that flash that's happened upstairs? I, I don't like it. The cats on the porch all turn to look at the window, and they they ter- return uh, their gazes to you, smiling. Um, and the tortoise shell cat speaks. Oh, well, that's just our master's magic. What kind of magic? It's just the kind of magic that keeps her very warm. Well, that sounds pretty nice. Is, is she making the kids warm, too? Oh, I'm sure they're quite toasty. Our master likes a blanket to keep warm. Really warm blanket. The fuzzy ones. And a, and a kitten in her lap. Well, of course only our master's magic can make her the most warm. I don't know. The the blanket and, and my sister on our master's lap, it gets too warm for me sometimes, so I have to go and, and sit somewhere else. <laughs> I like to attack her feet when they're under the blanket, because sometimes they might not be feet. I don't know. Yeah, they they do get pretty wiggly under there. (laughs) (laughs) This game is so sweet. It's like making me ill. (laughs) Right. It's just so saccharine. (laughs) Um, You continue to kind of just like converse with these cats and uh, you see the windows light up again. Well... Well, maybe maybe we can go inside, and I can I can help her warm up and sit in her lap. I I, I know I'm I'm little still, but I have lots of practice. Uh, the tuxedo cat says nothing, but they just shake their head no. Well, why not? Um, the fat cat uh, at the top of the stairs once again speaks again. Well, you see, our master's very private. Mm. Well, but all the kids get to go inside. We're, we're like kids, just, just fuzzier. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I'm not sure you would bring our master very much warmth at all. I don't know about that. We're pretty warm and fuzzy. Uh, the cats seem like they are not going to be easily persuaded, and we will start our second challenge. Well, actually, I was just going to say, can I use my treasure? Uh, what is your treasure? Catnip to make BFFs with some cats. Um, what, uh, suit is that for? Hers. Okay. So the way that this challenge is going to work is that each of them will have their own challenge. You may use your treasure to convince one of them. Ooh. Um, does any one cat seem like it's more in charge? Um, in charge, no, but you get the feeling that, uh, the cat with the red collar would probably be the most persuaded by purrs. Okay. So, um, she's going to, uh, sort of, like, hop up, like, one step on the porch and, uh, go to the cat with the red collar. Which one is that? That is the cat on the top step. Okay. Um, probably not quite to the top step because then she'd have to, like, pass through all of them. It's like, well, well, maybe, maybe you can be our friend and you can, you can see that we're real nice and then we can, we can go in and meet your, meet your person, your, your owner. They look down at the catnip you're offering, and they seem to be mighty inclined to agree with you. She's opening her little kitty trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> you want some weed? Got the good stuff. Um, no, she has it in her. She doesn't have a trench coat. She has little 
cat pockets that she keeps it in. Um, <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, but yeah, she's offering it to uh, to the cats. Before we move any further, let me tell you what your other challenge cards are. I will let you use the catnip to negate the, the purse challenge. Uh, you've also got the five of whiskers, which are, is the five of diamonds. Okay. And you have you have the three of clubs, which is toe beans. Okay. I I have a seven of diamonds that I can use. It was five, right? Yes. Okay. And I have a way to assist with the uh, hairballs. Uh, I've got a five of hairballs trying to figure out. Um, I think this is a this would be a moment for uh, Brutus where he steps up and he says, "Please, we we really we're really concerned about those kids, and we're we're cats, and we should stick together, and we should be protecting kids from scary stuff." Uh, a reminder that Tobeans is about impressing other kittens with your physical ador- adoringness. I thought and you said that was hairball for spades. I lied. <laughs> well then, um, <laughs> Purrs is my trump, and I've got a card for that, so I think I can still kind of use the same thing because it's friendship and persuasion. Though. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that same one, but in a more friendly, less scared tone. Perfect. <laughs> um. So yeah, Hera, how would you like to use your your diamonds to convince the cat in the black collar? Um. So the cat in the black collar being the like final holdout. Um. Hera is sort of like looking around, trying to figure the cat out, seeing that like friendship is not the the best route here. And then um, and then she like her eyes like sort of glaze over for a second. Then she like looks like she um spots something, and she's like, oh, a mouse, and she like chases after an imaginary mouse trying to lure the cat to follow her so that it gets off the porch. Uh, and the tortoiseshell cat does. Uh, she immediately jumps down and, and chases after uh, you to, to see where, where this mouse has gone. And uh, she's going to try to lose her and get back on the porch and just be kind of like, come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you're able to successfully do that. Did you that. get the mouse? No, no, well, no. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and Brutus, uh, the tuxedo cat looks very moved by uh, your words, um, whereas before he was very uh, like firm and not quite scary looking, but very like imposing upon you guys. Uh, he seems to have softened a bit and kind of moved aside for you guys to uh, come up onto the stairs. And as stated before, you offer your catnip to the to the big fat cat, and uh, she rolls over onto her belly, uh, very happy to accept this this catnip. Uh, and you guys are able to wander into the house, which their door is open just a crack. Yeah, uh, push through and go inside. Mm-hmm. Blue Blue passes the other cats a little cautiously and kind of like hangs back, uh, going in last, like watching the cats a little suspiciously to make sure they don't follow um, him and his siblings. Excellent. So you guys peek into the, this home and it is very cute inside. Um, 
It's got nice hardwood floors and it feels very cozy. It is incredibly hot inside of this house. Um, and you can see that the fire in the fireplace is like raging very brightly. It's very big. It's probably a little out of control, um, but you feel like there is like immense power coming out of this fire. And most importantly, as you look around, you don't see any children inside. Where are all the kids? Uh, yeah, I thought there'd be kids. It's, it's too toasty in here. She doesn't need a blanket at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems really, really dangerous. That's, it's, it's burning the walls. Um, and as you become used to and, and get a little braver, you, you approach the inside of the house a little closer. Um, and the closer you get to the fire, the more you are able to, like, perceive the magic coming off of this. You get the feeling that this fire is, like... Or I suppose you're you're overwhelmed with this feeling of like childlike wonderment and joy as you get close to this fire. Yeah, I, Hera starts to sort of like bounce around, like, oh, this like uh, maybe it's a little too toasty, but it feels nice. Yeah, uh, Blue is gonna like bound up to it, and like, wow. <sighs> um, and as you're exploring that. You hear a knock on the door. Jump in the air, bottle brush tail. <laughs> <laughs> I find a chair or something to hide under. Uh, yeah, uh, Blue puts himself between the source of the sound and his siblings. Standing defiant. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are able to successfully hide. Um, and you see a woman uh, walk up to the door. And you notice this woman goes through, uses magic to disguise herself um, as she approaches the door. And when she opens the door, uh, you see, you hear uh, two little voices say, trick or treat. Oh, and some kids. Yeah. Um, Hera is going to run out and greet the children. Uh, she does so. And the cats, or the cats, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> the children are very surprised and are very excited to see you. Uh, they reach down for pets. Um, yeah, Hera is going to like wind between their ankles and stuff. Uh, Harry, you also notice that the witch now very clearly sees you. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is <laughs> she is going to uh, try to do the same to the witch. Uh, yeah, she does so, and uh, the witch very quickly hands candy to the children and closes the door. Meow up at the witch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the witch reaches down and picks Hera up and brings her over to sit on um, the couch in front of the fire. And she starts petting Hera. Um, and something feels a little less uh, loving and warming about this pet. Hmm. Not that she, not that yeah, she's hurting yeah. you or anything. Um, yeah, Hera, uh, Hera is not settling down quite as easy as she would be in normal circumstances. She's sort of like eyeing suspiciously and like circling a bunch of times and uh, maybe going to like jump off of the witch's lap. Uh, the witch keeps you there and you see her uh, swirl her finger in the so, air. So when, when I see, cause uh, Blue is watching very, very intently. When I see that Hera tries to jump down and the witch doesn't let her, I want to jump on like a nearby end table or something and knock something off of it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you see, like, a, a flower vase or something Good. like that. Good. I that want it to break. You can very... <laughs> yeah, you very easily can identify as this thing can be fucked. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and you you knock that on the ground. Uh, 
just before you do this, uh, the witch swirls her, her finger in the air, and all of you feel a magic come over the room, and you are, like, 99.9% .9 sure that if you try and speak to this witch, that you will be able to hear her, or that she will understand you. <laughs> well, well, hi there. Crash. <laughs> uh, the witch stands up and, and lets Hera go to, to see where the, where the crash is. And she looks over and sees Blue very defiantly looking at her. <laughs> if my if my sister wants down, you let her down. Uh, the witch laughs uh, and says, "My, aren't you all feisty?" Well, we just you just have all the kids here and and maybe not giving them cider like we thought, but we just wanted to see them at our house. Oh, I see. Is that why you're here? Yeah. Yeah. So if you could just send them over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the witch laughs and glances over at her fire and says, No, I don't think I'll be able to do that. Well, why not? Well, why not? You see, I need all of the children. Well, well need them? why can't we share? Yeah. Why... Why can't we share? <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm so fucking unprepared for questions today. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The witch is like, that's a compelling argument. <laughs> yeah. <Huh. laughs> well, <laughs> why can't we share? <laughs> um, the witch uh, shakes her head at, at the kittens. No, you don't understand. Once the children are here to help me, they cannot be reused. Well, what do you mean? Uh, she gestures to the fire. Do you feel how magical this fire feels? Yeah, it's extra toasty. Yes, it is. That's because it's burning with the unadulterated joy and wonderment of children. But, uh, but where are they? Why, they're right here! And she picks up a, uh, a piece of firewood. Gasp. Kitten gasp. <laughs> I, think, I think that... Brutus, that is gonna run out from under the chair they were hiding on, and just start shouting, "Pounce!" And I, like my siblings before me, like jump onto her back and like dig my claws in, and like climb up to her neck and throw up in her back on her neck, <laughs> <laughs> down her shirt. <laughs> um, the the witch is very disgruntled by this. <laughs> Puke powers activate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blue or uh, Hera, would you like to join in in this attack? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hera's gonna throw up on her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cute, but so gross. Yeah, uh, I think Blue is gonna like pounce her other foot to try and like I don't know knock her off balance or something. I don't know. I'm a kitten. Okay. <laughs> I weigh like a pound. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is going to work a little bit differently than a challenge, but I'd like you each to um, top deck, draw the top guard of your deck, and tell me what card you get, and I will determine about how well your attack works. <laughs> I had nine of hearts. Six nine of, of hearts, spades. okay. Six of spades. I got... The Ace of Whiskers. Excellent. Okay, so let me tell you what happens. <laughs> uh, 
Brutus, you cry out, pounce, and your siblings know immediately what they must do. <laughs> um, and you all charge at the witch and commit your various attacks on her. And she is so unprepared for this third cat uh, that she is just immediately uh, unable to cope with the sudden onslaught of cuteness and vomit. <laughs> A ballad of cuteness and vomit. um and it makes her lose balance um as she's like unsure of what to do and as she's falling you know the the three of you notice that she is uh falling towards the fire um so now we're gonna do an actual for real obstacle uh where you need to jump off of this witch so you don't die (laughs) (laughs) um the cards you need to beat are uh, the five of hearts, or purrs, and the seven of diamonds, or whiskers. I have a joker. Excellent. Would you like to uh, solve a success, or would you like to deny the challenge altogether? Um, hmm. I mean, denying the challenge altogether sounds more interesting, but I'm not sure what form that would take. Um, so I would let you narrate what happens instead and of you all falling into the fire with the the witch Hmm. (laughs) um well i guess can i ask what what everyone else do we have at least one of the other cards covered by someone else um so wait what what are are the cards again uh the five of hearts and the seven of diamonds Uh, okay i've got diamonds I can do, because we can do one in our, like, power, right? We can do, like, in my case, spades instead of either of those. Yes. Okay, good. Because otherwise I would fail (laughs) and die, apparently. (laughs) Well, I I was asking because if we didn't have the cards to beat it, I could just deny the challenge. But I honestly don't know how else I would describe the scene other than she falls into the fire and we jump off. (laughs) Yeah, that... That sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so which way are we going to do it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll play the Joker. Uh, she will fall towards the fire, but we all easily and deftly hop off of her in time. Yes, and it's very, uh, very graceful. As everyone knows, cats land on both on their feet. Yes. Um, so the witch uh, cries out uh, in in terror as she falls into the fire. Uh the, the brightness engulfing her. And as she does, the pile of firewood um, beside the, the, the fire um, starts to shine brightly and magical sparkles fall from the sky and envelop the, uh, the firewood. And suddenly, there's just this pile of children on the floor. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, look at all their costumes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blue is looking at, uh, looking at that wi- eyes wide and goes, Oh, I didn't know what she meant. I was looking for the kids when she said they were right here, and I was just super confused. And then, and then, and then, like, uh, uh, Brutus attacked, and I'm just like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing now. But oh, I get it. It's okay. Brutus, you're so brave. Yeah. I I don't know if I was brave, but I knew that she she was doing something bad to the kids, and we can't have that. I want I want you guys to be able to see the kids and be happy. We'll, we'll tell Mom that you're a hero. Yeah. Uh, I I have a 
question that perhaps I shouldn't concern myself with. Um, do any of the firewood in the fire turn into children? Uh, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't notice that if they do. <laughs> Do this through this very cute scene. There is the screams of burning children <laughs> happening eight feet away. They yeah, no, magic- it's fine. Don't worry about it. They were magically <laughs> transported into the pile. This game yeah. is rated G. Yes, this is- <laughs> for good family fun. <laughs> um, but the the children um becoming reoriented with their surroundings all sit up and they see these three adorable kittens and they're like oh my gosh cats playtime oh my gosh kids <laughs> uh and they they hurry over to to do pets and and things like that um as you're playing with with the kids you see uh three other women walk into the house um each of them wearing chokers uh with uh of different colors you see a woman with a red choker a green choker and a black choker um and they seem very relieved uh as they look upon the situation uh rub rub against their ankles Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh they reach down and give good pets Uh, (laughs) um the the woman with the red collar smiles and says Thank you for your hard work. Well, well, you're very welcome. Who are you? Um, they don't seem to understand what you're saying, but they are very, uh, smitten by the fact that you meowed at them. <laughs> good. She, of course, thinks it means that she did a good job rubbing their ankles. Yeah. <laughs> which, which she agrees. She did do a good job. Yes. <laughs> the best. <laughs> And as you guys are, you know, rubbing ankles and, and being cute, um, the, the women usher the, the children out of the house and back to their their trick-or-treating ways. Um, Kittens proudly lead the way back to their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as, as you guys are walking back to the house, you happen to meet your your good witch and your mom, uh, Boudica, outside as they're making their way back to the house as well. And they are mighty surprised to see you. Oh no, it's mom. <laughs> Run! And uh, and Blue turns invisible, using his once per day ability. <laughs> <laughs> well, Well, mom, Br- Brutus is a hero. They're a hero? What do you mean? A hero. He, he, he got us children, and they're all gonna come to the house. Or they're they. They got, they got us children, and they're all gonna come to the house. They got you children? Uh, she takes a look back at the, the the house, which is no longer glowing as brightly as it was. Um, and she shakes her head and she says, <sighs> All right, kids, let's go home. You can tell me more about your adventure while we're sitting on our good master's lap. Blue invisibly uh, pounces his mom. <laughs> <laughs> she is mighty entertained by this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I guess that's the end of the story. <laughs> that was pretty cute. For sure. <laughs> Look at us right in.
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a GIF Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes, and you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> Projectderailed.com